Girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. This time, we're on the road. Max is in Portland. I'm in Los Angeles, and our special guest, Nick Jelso, is also in Los Angeles, and he joins us. Uh, we're hours removed from the Kobe Bryant Memorial. This is at the Staples Center, um, and we're just going to just open the floor up to, to, to you guys. We'll start out with you, Max. Max was there. Uh, I was uh, up top overlooking everything in the media section, and uh, Max has a, the, the front row seat there, Max. So just uh, open up the floor and uh, let us know what you, uh, how you want to direct us here. Well, what's, your, uh, what's going through your mind right now? Well, it was it was it was kind of what I thought. It was like it was a celebration of his life. It looked like it was basketball heaven around me. Uh, to my to my in front of me was Bill Russell. Walked by me was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shook his hand. A guy hit me in the head before it started. And that was Paul Pierce. Uh, <laughs> on, on my road, Steph Curry. And then came through the aisle on the other side, two seats down from me, was Nick's, Nick's favorite guy, Kyrie Irving. Oh. Uh, in front of me was uh, James Harden and uh, Westbrook. And three seats down from them uh, was the guy who started crying, was Michael Jordan. So yeah. even uh, it was just uh, it was just surreal being in that kind of situation, seeing those kind of players and you know, and, and not really being overwhelmed, but at the same time, just kind of like, wow, that, uh, you know, you had so much basketball royalty, which was in that building. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the only comparable would be a real celebration in my mind. Now, I was there when, the, when Bill Russell got a statue dedicated. I mean, that was like Max said, that, that was basketball royalty. And watching today, as they're panning across, I saw – Russell, I saw Max, I saw, you know, they're panning through the crowd, but, and the, the young players being there, I think if, if one thing is going to hopefully resonate with the younger players, it's, it's, and I'm not just saying this because we have one on the, on the line here, but, uh, you know, it's hopefully that, that recognition of uh, the, the people who came before them, because Kobe was just uh, really, really a throwback in that way. But listen, I mean, it was in L.A. at Staples Center. They know how to do it, man. It was tasteful. Um, I didn't think it was over over the top hyped. Uh, the music was tasteful. I thought Christina Aguilera was, you know, her pipes are amazing to begin with, but singing, you know, the Ave Maria, I mean, that didn't bring tears to your eyes. And, of course, like Max said, Jordan, you know, you laughed and you cried at the same time. I'm just wondering how much mm-hmm. stock he has in the Jordan meme. At this well, you know, it was it was just it was funny. I think that that part really just cracked people up when when he was talking. And he said, and he was crying, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I uh, now here I go again. I told my wife about this. You go to crying Jordan memes. I know they're out there again, and everybody it uh, it let it let some air out of the building, and yeah. they had people open up, and then Shaq got yeah. up there and said what he did." And dropped a, a MF bomb, and then it was it, it just seemed like it was more uh, what I thought it would be uh, mm-hmm. initially when his wife spoke. 
that just kind of, I was like, how can this woman make it through when she's right. talking about her husband, but when she yeah. says, the my child, my child, and oh my God, you could have heard a pin drop in there. So in mm-hmm. that respect, it was, um, it was truly emotional. It was truly about him. It was done in a very tasteful, I think, manner, uh, exceptionally tasteful manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't over-commercialized. And the people, again, that I saw around me from LL Cool J to uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Max, Queen, Snoop Queen, Dog. Queen Latifah, I couldn't even see all the people who were coming in and out. It was yep. just so many people. Like I said before, I don't think from a, I don't know, unless a, a president dies, and even if a president dies, it's just not the, I guess, the outpouring in that building of just celebrity status in L.A. just topped it off and made it that much more, uh, like, it was just, it was surreal. Michael Jackson can probably slightly compare to that, but I think this was more tasteful. Well, you know, even, even in the Michael Jackson thing, there weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't athletes who were there. Right. You know, it, this was. That's this right. Was, You're right about that. This, yep. this was every athlete. Tia Grell uh, mm-hmm. Owens was was there. It was it was like every athlete, every uh, J Lo was there. Uh, a Rod was there. It was just like I was thinking in my my head, my little head going, well, I guess when I go, ain't gonna be these kind of people for me. <laughs> It'll be like, how do you go? But it was it was just done. It just made you it made you really feel how Kobe Bryant touched the world. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be we must mm-hmm. say this. They're gonna be some detractors who are gonna say, Well, you didn't talk about the rape allegations, mm-hmm. you didn't talk about this, but people said he was imperfect. He mm-hmm. wasn't perfect, right. he was imperfect. And I think because of that, we acknowledge that, but it wasn't about talking about the negative things that happened in his life, it was like full up all those positive things that he had done in his life. And that was to be celebrated. Well, I must say, and Josue, I think you were actually, so yesterday, you know, Sunday we're covering the game. And I said the only, I'm always the guy in the press room that doesn't have a seat, you know, at lunch, the lunch table. So I'm like, I have nowhere to sit. Who I sit down by John Barry. And, you know, I wasn't eavesdropping. They were talking to me. Um, but how sought after that ticket was, John Barry was still waiting to see if he was going to get in. And here two weeks ago, Max, we're talk- or last week, we're talking about it, and I'm going, nah, dude, it's not going to be that big. Well, I was completely <laughs> wrong. Um, you can laugh at me aloud. You can call me out on your new Twitter handle, Max. I don't give a damn. I don't, I, I, wrong. I, I don't even see how you could have even – Nick said, well, there's going to be no 5,000 people there. I was like, wait a minute. No, that's not, I said not 5,000 celebrities. Nick, there were, Nick, there were 5,000 celebrities there in some that probably didn't even get in. There was, there was Exactly. I was going to say, there was crowds of people that weren't even, didn't have a ticket, but they just wanted to be as close as possible to the Staples Center and be around the environment. And even after the ceremony, a bunch of fans outside just hanging out, you know, Colby Chance coming in and out every five or six minutes while I was, you know, doing my report. And it was just electric in the sense of how people were just sharing stories and, you know, everyone saying how incredible the show out was and how, 
this is just an unforgettable moment for not only the city of LA, but just for everyone, everyone that was there. The world. I mean, I looked at, at the game even yesterday. It was a different feeling. I don't know, Max, if you got it up in the radio where the, the radio booth, but it just felt, you know, Mr. Bill Russell walks in and, 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 you know, the whole arena kind of just, you know, stops and, and it just had that feeling of, uh, celebration for the rivalry, but yeah. also uh, intensity that Lakers fans have a reputation of not necessarily always showing that kind of intensity mm-hmm. for the playoff mm-hmm. environment. And I think it was all in the spirit of Kobe with and LeBron, who we know isn't my favorite. I'm not. I'm not. He's not my favorite guy. But I'll tell you what, his post game was phenomenal. You know, he thanked the Celtics, thanks, thank Russell, thanks Tatum, thanks Brown. And I think that, that that to me, if for nothing less, there is definitely a respect between like your generation, Max. Fans are like, okay, yeah, we, we love Kareem, we love Magic now. But I think for today's generation, it shows in a whole new light that this rivalry is – there's real hate there, but hate is the closest emotion to love. And, and I think this, it was so fitting to have this ceremony the day after the Celtics and Lakers play. Yeah, I think, I think it was great. Yeah. We did an event that day. Um, of the game, and uh, it was about uh, uh, all those things that you talked about of uh, understanding the rivalry, and and it was myself and Michael Cooper, uh, Kurt Rambis, and the Celtic legend Brian Scalabrini. We were, <laughs> the A we number had, one. <laughs> we, we had we had a forum. We all had a forum, and uh, and we were all talking, and the conversation was good, and we were all laughing. And who pops his head in there? Couldn't help it. Couldn't help himself. Magic Johnson, here he comes. Waltzing in like, oh, I just came in to say hello to Jeannie and, uh, and, and my girl. I couldn't leave them by. I'm like, and then the dude gets up and starts hogging the microphone. That's funny, though, because we get a picture. I don't know who texted it to me. Here's Magic and and Max embracing, and I'm like, oh man, if I I gotta tweet this at Max. I, 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 slow slow up, there, comrade, because when he came over to me, he came over to me and said he had his hand out. I said, I'm not shaking your damn hand. He's like, come on, man, show me love, man, show me love. Okay, I love it. You know, I love sake, it. For the, for the sake of this, let me show you some love. <laughs> <laughs> but just, well, you know what, guys? Take take Max off. Take me off. Just take you off, Joe Sway. We just put Magic on. Well, he magic and Max going at it. Yeah, I think one of the things was even even more just as interesting were some of the other guys I saw. Like I said, I'm sitting there and and somebody he taps me in the back of the head and it's Paul Pierce mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce and we're gonna do we'll give you a preview to some of our fans right now. That we're going to do a podcast with Paul Pierce, and it's about what Paul Pierce is talking about, about his life right now. Because of Kobe Bryant's passing away, Paul Pierce said he is now going to reach out to a father that he never met. That, that Yeah, that's incredible. And I will say this, Max. I mean, I watch your Instagram uh, because the funny shit you put on there. Paul's all over it, man. So I'm not surprised <laughs> – that he's gonna he's gonna come on the show, but uh, well, I, I think it, it was no, I think it was more surprising to me. Like I said, I asked Paul. I said, Paul, you're a 
we're going to have one of these situations now where we're going to want you. I said, I read the thing that's on your Instagram. We need to uh, follow up on that. Because Paul said, well, I've never met my father. He said, I, I've arranged right now. He said, some brothers I ever met. And I shared my story with Paul. And I said, how good it would be for us to open this forum up to different people about what's going on in life. We're just sharing our stories about our lives and, and what had happened and how people that we didn't even know anymore, like Paul Pierce has a couple of brothers he's never met before. He has a dad he's never met before. Most recently, I met three siblings of mine that I never knew existed in 60 years. So wow. Paul, Paul wants to talk about that, and I think it's a good I think is a good thing. I think that in Paul Pierce's case, I think what it showed when Kobe Bryant passed away, Kobe Bryant had everything going for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had everything going for him. And it just showed him life is not promised. And so Mm -hmm. you're going to make an immediate impact on who you are and what you're doing and make choices and decisions. And Paul Pierce made a choice and decision about, look, I don't know where I'll be at tomorrow, and I know I have siblings out here. It's time to pull the trigger and find those people, regardless of what anybody might think. And Kobe Bryant's death has shown me that life is is short, and you better make moves now while you're alive instead of, you know, um, I all think of a sudden that person's gone. I think that's the, that's one of the, the the major impacts for sure. I mean, I know that. In all this, I've seen grown men, people who were heroes of mine growing up, get emotional over the loss of Kobe. And, of course, that impacts. But the one that really, really, really hits me, it hit me uh, on Turner, and it hit me today when he spoke. That's the regret you could see on Shaquille O'Neal's shoulders for all Mm -hmm. the nonsense that they went through. And to me, that really resonated. It was like, I know I have certain relationships in my life that, you know, family members that I've not spoken to in 10 years. To me, it's like, this could all be over tomorrow. I don't want to have that on my shoulders like Jack does right now. And I think that, I think in Jack's case, though, the way he explained it, and in a way he kind of said, look, all the stuff you guys have heard, don't believe all the hype. Right. He said, at the end of the day, Kobe and I still love each other. I was his daughter's uh, godfather, and I was involved in his life. So we don't know what was behind the curtain. All we, and what, what seemed like Shaq was saying was, look, there's a lot of media hype. Let's yep. use something that the president said, a lot of fake news about, Ooh, what, about the relationship. Yeah, I'm, quoting. I'm quoting him one time. I think this is when he's, really, he's, really, he's really on point of what he said because you know we don't know you don't know at all what goes on in somebody else's household or the relationship between uh, these two guys and the way Shaq right. explained it to me it seemed like it was much to do about nothing and at the end of the day they wanted to win championships then at right. the end of the day the Lakers decided which hat they wanted to go it's like look we either we want to go with Kobe or we want to go with Shaq and they decided to go with Kobe, and Kobe ended up winning championships without Shaq, and that showed his greatness. I did. Yeah, definitely. That's what you'll say it over and over. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, 
we talked about it over the weekend. We were talking about how, he, 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 in my opinion, what he did in 2010 was impressive. You know, to take down those guys and go to Game Seven, and you know, uh, uh, in a game where he was, they were down by double figures in the fourth quarter, and just the legacy that he leaves behind was incredible. You know, one of my favorite parts of the day was uh, just the stories that were told about him as a, as a father. You know, and and learning so much more about Gianna, just stories about Gianna and. and her personality and mm-hmm. how the two was just, they both had that same competitive fight and, and that, that, that desire to be great, you know, and to hear yeah. Uh, yeah. Vanessa tell stories about uh, how brave a father he was, how he would talk to his kids for hours. It just shed light on another spot of Kobe that we didn't, we were starting to see, you know, as he transitioned into retirement and his next phase in his life. But we just, we just got a glimpse well. of it. Before it was one, cut short. One, one, one of the stories that you you know that I will know, and maybe I hopefully that you guys will know one day is about having kids. Yeah. And when you have right. kids, it changes your personality. It changes your persona on how you view things. And what kids do is like I and I talked to Gordon Hayward about this um, a couple of weeks ago. You know, he missed a shot in the game, and I said. Let me say, say something to you right now so you'll understand this. this At the end of the day, when you're a father and you have a child, and it's a young child, you come home after a bad game, that child don't give a damn about you missing that shot. They yeah. just going like, okay, right. Dan, what game are we going to play? And it relaxes you. It makes you a whole other person. And you, you stop being focused on yourself, and you start becoming more focused on them. So I mm. think it's a, a good story that was told. I like the way they weaved her into oh. this whole story. Oh, and oh, it's such I'm a great job. And, and, and I think Jimmy Kimball did an unbelievable uh, job. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. We knew it was going to be waterworks for everybody when you saw mm-hmm. Kimball come out. Because he but that's such a, a tough spot. Funny. Yeah. It's so, I mean, he's emotional about everything, and that's what makes him a great comedian because he's genuine. But I want to tell you one thing. Max said something that kind of the hell with me there is, uh, you know, you don't know at the end and Paul Pierce bringing Paul Pierce into the mix and everything else. The, the, the hard part about Kobe is he just, everybody keeps saying it's almost a cliche. Now he's starting the second act of his life, but he was, and that act was mellow. It was mentoring. It was women's like women in sports. You saw a side of Kobe Bryant that made some of that annoyance that you had for him in the past or skepticism regarding some mm-hmm. allegations or the, go, kind of kind mm-hmm. of start to dissipate and you don't know when it's over. So not only live your life with no regrets, but live it well and be a, a good man all the time because you don't know when it's over. One more mm-hmm. thing. Oh, a tender heart. I like the way Vanessa put that. He had a tender heart. I like that. He did, yeah. Oh, 08 actually was, I was most impressed with him, believe it or not, because that team with Bynum injured, everything else, had no business going to the NBA Finals and taking that Celtics team to six games. And Kobe Bryant looked so impressive because you're like, he's there, no way, because he doesn't have Shaq with him. And he still did it. So as a player, you can't deny, you know, I, 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 I tell you what, the look on his face, after game six, oh, he lost them. Oh, he was walking man. off that court. I'm never like, he, could, he could have killed everybody yep. in, the, in that building. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, oh, my God. And I had seen – I had not seen that picture of Kobe after, yep. they, after they had lost. I hadn't seen that. That was the first time I saw it. But it was just the, the way they did it, the way they celebrated his life, it was touching. It was emotional. 
it was thoughtful. It was the word I want to use. It was genuine. Because genuine. how many yeah. times have yeah. we been in Hollywood and we's like, oh, this mm-hmm. is here we go. This yep. is just scripted. This is oh, this is this. This is that. No, there was it was it was scripted, but it was scripted in a way that it was real. Yeah. And everybody who was there in that building, where everybody who saw it on TV and in the building, and Nick, you weren't there, but in the right. building, it was it was just a feeling that was like wow. Well, wow. let me tell you, it conveyed onto TV, Max. When you when they have a. Not nearly what it would have been inside, but when you, when they're panning through that crowd and you're seeing the people, Elgin Baylor, I mean, you're seeing people, some people you didn't see you thought would be there, but majority of the people that were there was basically a wow moment. Like you sat there and went, wow. Like I, for you guys, I mean, obviously, Max, you, you need to be there. You belong there. Joe Sway, you belong there too, but you're, fuck, man, I am so jealous, man. So you, you were there. No, I wasn't in a perfect spot, man. I was up top, and hey, I was in the reporter spot. I didn't belong in the lower bowl, you know, so that was that was perfect. That's where I want, you know, I just take, taking it all in and, and seeing so many uh, NBA legends gathered together in one in one place in one moment, and, and it was all about Kobe Bryant. But let me ask you this, Max. What was the uh, what was the flight like? Um, I know a lot of uh, Celtics players attended, but um, what, what, uh, what were the conversations like? the flight was good. I mean, I don't think anybody even talked about, you know, they, they I think after they left, I think they were just tired. And yeah. the team, the team ended up, the funniest thing about the team ended up uh, hijacking the bus. And yeah. we were supposed to be back, we put them back at the airplane at one o'clock. And the, the players said, <laughs> we're hungry. <laughs> and, and we stopped, we stopped at in and out Burger. Hey. <laughs> and all these players get, get off the bus, and we're walking in in and out Burger, and I'm thinking like, well, they ain't gonna leave all these players. They might leave me, but I'm gonna be right behind them. So it was that was that was just funny to sit there and see them and just say, nah, we we we're hungry. We want to get something to eat, and uh, they just kind of stopped the bus and like. Well, this is what we're doing, and Kimba was there, and all these players. So it was just really, just really, really a touching thing as everything happens. I think it put good closure on a month long of really tippy toe morning. You know what I'm saying? So to to have it end that way, I think everybody kind of sighed a relief. And now, time to to not forget, but definitely life goes on. What were you gonna say, Joshua? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say the reason why Nick and I are cracking up because I've been talking about In-N-Out Burger since we got to L.A. I mean, we got to go. Let's do it. You'd be happy to know that we just sent our salesman over to In-N-Out Burger to go get it for us, so we're going to have it shortly. Yeah. It was looking at, and to me, it was like looking at the people, looking at Jason Tatum, Looking at yeah. Brown, <laughs> like, it was lunchtime. They were looking like, what? wait a minute, didn't I just see this dude on a plane against LeBron yesterday? And then, like, when they're eating, it was it was just it was just really oh, fun. Wait a minute, they really eat in the restaurant? No, they just got oh, the burgers and we got. But they had to go get it. On the bus. Just the fact they were sitting there waiting for you know waiting to get a milkshake and. And, you know, and it just they were normal customers, and the customers were looking at them like they were crazy. I gotta ask you this now. We'll go. We'll talk about the whole weekend for a couple minutes, but I gotta ask you this first. You know, I'm a history buff. 
Be, I mean, mm-hmm. this is commonplace for you. To me, I would be knee knocking. I could see like the current players today, and I'm getting nervous. I see the legends, I get flooded, right? So I got prior to the event. Did they have an area where you guys kind of mingled, or was it just go in, go out? No, it was. It was when we walked in. It was like these. It was a little area, a little staging area, and the Celtic team was trying to wait to get their seats. And as we were standing there. People are just walking by, and you're looking, going, "Wow, okay, wow. Queen Latifah, yeah. okay, LL Cool J." Um, there's Common. There's, I mean, and it was, it was all the the Kardashians. I, I saw them, yeah, two of them, and Kanye, and it was like you're just looking at, you, you're you're looking at the entertainment industry. And you were also looking at the same time, you were looking at the sports Hall of Fame. You know, yep. Yeah, the Sports Hall of Fame and in, in future Hall of Famers. Yep. yep. Yes. And to see how most So many big names took the time. That to, is to why. Yeah, yeah, that is why I thought it was so funny when our guy Nick was saying, ah, it's really not going to be that big of a deal. Nah. You know, there's not going to be that many people. It's not going to be all these. It's not gonna be. Hey, it's not gonna be all these celebrities in there. I was like, I was like, dude, this is Hollywood. This I was is Hollywood. Like, yeah, but Max is also like, there's gonna be 150 thousand celebrities there. Yeah, that's when Max does that look where his eyes pop out of his head and he turns it to the right and he looks at you like you're crazy. That's that look. Dude, there were celebrities all over the place. There were celebrities. There were just comments. But I think initially when we got there, a bus pulled up, and you could see all the people who had lined up in front of the Ritz Carlton, and they were just tons and mobs of people standing there waiting to just kind of walk to get in the building. And that, to me, was that's when I first got my camera out. Like, wow, this is, this is really special. <laughs> How many pictures did you sneak? Oh no, I think I might have taken maybe. One picture of the stage, and oh, wow. that was that was it. I was like, I I wanted to just do a clicking away, but I was like, <laughs> it probably wouldn't be the best thing or be you know kind of distasteful. So I just tried to I I just took one actual picture of of the stage, and uh, that that was pretty much it. And there wasn't anybody on the stage, but again, it was just the people who were around that you looked at and went, oh my goodness. This dude has impacted people in a way that I couldn't I, I couldn't even imagine. And the whole weekend, man, was was a pretty it was a whirlwind. It had Kobe written all over it for sure, being yeah. here in LA with this coming up. But fun it was actually fun though too. A lot of conversations about him that were fun and, and you hung out with Cooper, that was fun. Coop's got a podcast, you can fix him. Max, like your recruiter. I mean I'm I mean, what the hell, man? This is good yeah. stuff. And a lot, I will say this, there's love but there's still the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, after after Cooper <laughs> said what he said to me the other day, I'm still, like, insulted when he, he made the reference and we were talking. He was like, we're talking about the top ten, you know, basketball players of all time. And Cooper went down the list of pretty much guys we thought were there and, Nick doesn't, you know, think right, that uh, Nick doesn't. Nick doesn't think at all that Kobe should be in there. And, and all he right, He puts Kobe in, and then he gets down to number ten. He goes and Lisa Leslie. 
Lisa Leslie. Leslie. Like, what are you talking about? Lisa Leslie is one of the top ten basketball, maybe the top ten female basketball players of all time, but not the top ten basketball players of all time. And then Michael yeah. Cooper, then Michael Cooper up the ante, and he said to me <laughs> that Lisa Leslie, in her prime, and in my prime, Lisa Leslie could have beat me. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Well, what kind of what kind of drugs are you on? This is a secondary topic. I mean, and it has and it has nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it had nothing. But but the thing was, it was so crazy because, because I respect the fact that she's a it was a great female basketball player. I do respect that, and she was one of the best of all time. But you can't compare her to playing like. You can't compare her to playing me in the NBA. You can't do that. Now, I wasn't one of the all-time greats, but I wasn't, I wasn't chicken salad either. I wasn't chicken football. <laughs> so we, we, go, we go, well, hey, Coop, well, you're saying he beat Max in his prime. He's going, he doubled down on it, went on CBS here in L.A. Oh. and said it on there. Oh, my Yo, God. No, he said right. in in your prime, Max. And that's what hurt you. And I think. That's why you didn't sleep that night. I, I think the funny thing about it, I saw Lisa Leslie, and but I didn't think it was the time to go over to her and say, oh. and lace the shoes up, girl. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, Max, wait. And now, at this age, she's, she's, she's done. You're done. Oh, I would hope that right now at the age 64, she would beat me to death if she's still playing in shape. But in my prime, when I was 20, when in my 20s or my 30s, uh, and she was 30 and I was 30? No, 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 no. Let me be like, let me be like your MC Ham. Can't touch that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what though? Even flip the table. Say it was. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it. Oh man! I mean, I, I'm not going to go too far. Into, you know, I'm going to get hate tweets, but uh, you definitely get the max. No, actually, I got to say it. You said that on the radio broadcast yesterday, and your Twitter handle. I mean, you were telling me today that you got tweeted all the way around. I'm like, all right, I don't believe the guy. He's definitely saying it. But your fans did come to your your rescue there. I did not. I just stayed away from it. There's not a lot to be gained in in that conversation because no. we are we are wait a minute, we are so politically correct these days about yeah. females' rights and all that stuff. I agree, that's wonderful, but ain't no way in hell that Lisa Leslie, a woman, <laughs> could beat me playing in my prime. That's just not gonna happen. I learned yeah. something else this weekend too. I always thought like it was an equal comparison to hate. Uh, Lakers Lakers fans have for Max and ML, but I will say this right now: between the no. players and the fans, ML oh wins hands down. He ML. wins hands down because these guys kind of love you now, like they they bust your your balls, but they love you. ML, well, man, well they 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 they, re- they respected me from the standpoint I was out on the court and I was right. playing. They got mad at ML because they said, yeah, that damn towel waver, and here he was, and da, 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 and yeah, and, and you guys have a cheerleader. And, and we're insulting to my boy ML. said, yeah, yeah, and you had that cheerleader. Um, yeah, ML talk. ML talk. We had the Laker girls. You had ML call. Right, come on, man. Come on. That's a little low. That is a little low. Emil Carr was was a really 
good player. He was tough-minded, and he helped me a lot through, you know, and he helped he helped the Celtics win championships, multiple championships. And not because he just waved the towel, but there were times he made some critical plays. I want to say in 84, did he had a steal or something. At the end he, of had the- a, he had a steal to solidify the game, and I want to say it was Ice-T that I couldn't believe it. That damn ML car makes a steal to solidify the game. He said, I wanted to throw a Oh, and then he was like, the cameras. You know who was more mad about that than Lakers fans? I think it was Dick Stockton. Why does that dude hate you, Max? Every time I go through clips, there's Dick Stockton talking about you. I don't. I have no idea. I have no animosity at all for Dick Stockton. Like I said, the time I went in the stands in Philadelphia, Dick Stockton was the first one going, Maxwell was wrong. He was born bred Maxwell. The fans can say what they want to say. You <laughs> they know, pay. they pay the ticket. No, they can't. Well, <laughs> Kevin Mockery <laughs> stood right up from if you remember, because he come right back. I have to disagree with you on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. My last comment for this this whole podcast here, and thank you guys for having me on, is uh, I felt a great sense of pride, Max, seeing you know. Uh, the GOAT, the real GOAT, the only GOAT in Boston, Bill Russell, and you there as the legends representing the Celtics alumni. And I got to say, if someone says No, that, no, 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 put, put another one in there because Paul Pierce is there. Oh, you know, I still think Pierce, Paul, Paul so, Pierce. You're right Paul about that. Paul Pierce is a right. legend but that was there. there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you could tell who else was there. So I just just I go with the pe- let's just go with the three people that I know uh, were there. If you're gonna say Celtics, right. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if Kevin was there, but I would definitely say that Paul was there, myself yes. was there, and Bill Russell uh, represented the uh, Green. Even to that point, say, I thought it was really funny in the beginning with uh, Jimmy Kimball when he said, yeah, oh, Kobe right. was cheered here and cheered yeah, there, yeah. and he was even cheered in Boston, for God's sake. And I wanted to stand up and go, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, man, Max, that's it. And I, I don't like to kiss your ass because you know what it gets on my you, – you bust my balls constantly. But I will say it right now. I was – as a Celtics fan first, media second, I was proud to have Bill Russell, Paul Pierce, and – Cedric Maxwell there to represent the green. And, and I'm proud to be a Celtics fan because I think that they came together with Lakers, former rivals, current rivals, and fans to celebrate uh, the life of, of a guy who had impact far beyond yeah, anything yeah, I knew yeah. before today. Yeah, at the end of the day, we I think that it, in this particular time, we all, you know, bled green. We, we, we always believe green, but in this time, what we have, we have purple and gold in our veins. So, in for this one occasion, I will say, if if I needed a transfusion from one of them Laker players, I probably would have taken it today. But tomorrow, <laughs> hell <laughs> to <the> no. <laughs> and with that, we'll wrap things up. What a weekend here in LA, and uh, what a special day uh, here in LA, of course. Uh, 2-24-20. I'll never forget this day. All right, February twenty fourth, two thousand twenty. Uh, Nick. Thank you for joining us. This was Thanks fun. Uh, we had to put something together here, even though uh, we couldn't be, we couldn't do it in person. Uh, shout out to Max for for wanting to, you know, get this, get this going, get this conversation going, man. This was fun. I appreciate well, it. Well, thanks for joining I'll us, Nick. Yeah, at the end of this, all I'll say that Lisa Leslie, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let it go. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. <laughs>
I can't. Oh, I'm sure there's, there's an up, upcoming Cedric Maxwell podcast, full episode devoted to Lisa Leslie. So we'll hey, wait on that. 